Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. I'm going to share a story with you uh, to open up. This story is um, 36 years ago. Uh, I would have been 20, and it's the most incredible story in my life. Every time I think about it, I smile, but every time I think about it, I also feel some pain uh, that also took place at the same time. So it was awesome, but it was wrapped in controversy, and it's when I was water baptized uh, at 20 years old, and I had met Jesus at 19. I was so excited about it, and my parents were not happy. I, I had five brothers. One of my brothers accepted Christ with me, but the other ones took a while. And so I decided to be water baptized. So I had four brothers that weren't for it, and then my mom and dad. And my mom and dad were so upset because they said, you're leaving our faith. And, and I didn't know anything about the Bible, but I, I was smart enough to just say, because I believe this, I'm not leaving your faith. I'm just stepping up further or higher in, in the faith as, as I publicly acknowledge Christ as an adult. And so they wouldn't come. I invited them to come watch, and nobody came but Tony and I. And, but it was the most exciting day of my life because we had our church family there, and they had a microphone right above the baptismal, so we were allowed to say something. And I'll just never forget, it's, I stood up, and I'm looking at all these new friends that I have and new Christian family, and I remember saying, I am so excited about Jesus, and I gave him my life, and I'm going to follow him for the rest of my life. And I just shared a little bit like that. Then the preacher dunked me in, and I came up like, yeah, I was so excited, 20-year-old. And, and I never stopped. I mean, I made mistakes, and I had some failures, but I never stopped loving Jesus. And today, welcome to Baptize. That's the series we're in. We're going to talk about, today, water baptism. And so for most of you, you've been water baptized as adults, as Christians, but there's something you're going to get out of this. I'm going to show you how to release the grace of God in your life at a higher level uh, just by using one of the principles that's part of uh, water baptisms. And then also what I'm going to help you do is I'm going to help you become a coach to new Christians and let them know, hey, you need to take that step because it's going to change your life when you go public. And it's always scary. I notice every time I step out to say I'm with Jesus, it's scary, but then God gives you the grace when you take the step, and then all kinds of incredible things happen in our lives. So here's what we taught last week. Um, we taught the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus when we believe. And remember, that word means immersed. So when you said, Jesus, I believe in you, the Holy Spirit took the real you, your spirit man. He immersed you or made you one with Jesus, and you died with him. You look like him, and you're seated with him. It's just an amazing thing, and we'll talk about that before we close today as one of the reasons we're water baptized, to symbolize that. Uh, but today we want to talk about Christian leaders and how they baptize us in water. And this is a big deal in the Bible. I mean, Jesus talked about it himself. All the apostles and disciples talked about it. Over and over again in the Bible, you see it. Uh, just keeps talking about it. So I thought, what do I want you to walk out remembering more clearly than ever today? And it's real simple. And it just goes like this. Your first step is to get wet. Your first step after you accept Jesus, it's to get wet. And I really feel here in the West, 
When I say the West, I mean America. I mean Canada, Europe. Um, in the West, I really feel that us pastors, myself included, we, we have done a terrible job with water baptism. And I think one reason is some people teach that it saves you. So we know it doesn't save you. So I think we've just kind of pushed it further away because uh, we, we don't want to make that mistake. But on the other hand, it is so important in the Bible. And I feel like for years as a pastor, I, I just kind of didn't give it the emphasis it's needed. In the last couple years, we've definitely begun to give it the emphasis it needs. And today, I want to just do my best to help you understand that the first step is to get wet and how important it is. I just want to show you two things as we open up. The first is every time in, in the Bible, and this would be the book of Acts, the book of Acts is the history of the early church. Every time someone believed, they were water baptized, but no one was ever water baptized until they believed. And a great story that brings this out has to do with Philip, who was an evangelist, and God led him to this huge caravan. And this caravan was from Ethiopia, and the man leading it, they, the Bible just calls him the Ethiopian eunuch, but he was a big shot in his country, and uh, he had connections to the queen. And Philip goes up to his chariot, and he hears him reading the scroll of Isaiah. It's actually Isaiah 53, which will be part of next week's message. And he's reading Isaiah 53, and Philip says, do you know what you're reading? He goes, no, I don't have a clue. Could you help me? So the Bible says Philip began to preach Christ to him. And that means he said, hey, Jesus is the one that died in Isaiah 53. He died for your sins. God raised him from the dead. And if you believe, and uh, you'll be saved, and then you need to be water baptized. And so he told him all this. And so listen to what happens in Acts 8.36. As, as they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? So he preached the gospel to him. He said, we, we might as well do this thing right now. Come on, I don't want to wait. And, and, and I love the answer, verse 37. He says, you can if you believe with all your heart. And the eunuch replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then Philip went down and water baptized him. But I, I really believe he answers the question for the ages because the eunuch said, what stops me from being water baptized? He said, just one thing, you have to believe. He said, I believe what you just preached. I believe Jesus Christ. He said, then we can water baptize you. Water baptism doesn't save you, but it's really, really important. And then I have this friend. He's a new friend. He's an Episcopalian priest. And we were sitting and talking and uh, we got to talking about water baptism. Now, the Episcopalians sprinkle like the Catholics, and I grew up Catholic, so I'm really familiar with sprinkling, and they sprinkle babies. They, they baptize their Christian babies, you know? And so we were talking about that. We had a blast, and we teased each other a little. And, and so then I left there thinking, I, I, I know I learned the history in Bible school, but I can't even remember the history of water baptizing babies. So I thought I need to look that up, so I looked it up, and and uh, it all has to do with this man, Constantine. And uh, in 312 AD, he became the emperor of Rome. And before he was emperor, he hated Christians. And he persecuted Christians. He threw them to the lions. And he just was an, an, an awful person. He was, he was just against Christianity. He becomes emperor. Someone gets to him, and he accepts Christ as a savior. And so it was really good because Christians went from being persecuted to protect it. That, that would have been a happy day in the Roman Empire because now this guy's Caesar, you know? And so he did some things that were great, 
Then he did some things that really, really muddied the, the theological waters of Christianity. He changed everything. So here's what he said. He said, Rome is now Christian. Everybody in Rome must be a Christian. So all these adults are being water baptized that have never met Jesus. And then, then he, said, he said, every baby born in Rome, it used to be when a baby was born in Rome, they would be a citizen. Now not only are they a Roman citizen, every baby born in Rome will be a Christian. And then they began to sprinkle. They call it christening. And they began to sprinkle the babies. And so he began to teach. And then the early church fathers picked it up that that's a sacrament and it literally brings salvation. And that's been going on for years. And you can understand, if you were a parent and that's what you were taught, how, wouldn't you have your baby baptized? So I'm not coming against it. I'm just sharing the history with you. So today I pastor in what I call post, the post-Christian era, which means everybody knows about Christianity. I mean, everybody knows about it. And you have these churches, Protestant and Catholic, I'm not picking on either one, you have Christians in them that know Jesus, and you have a bunch of Christians in them that have never met Jesus because they believe they became a Christian when they were water baptized, so they never actually met Jesus as their Savior. So uh, when you study the Bible, you realize, no, no, that's what you do afterwards. That's not what saves you, but it's really an important step. And I want to talk to you about this important step today, and uh, it, it's just amazing. So I came, up with, I came up with three things that I think are really important about water baptisms. Here's the first one. When we get wet, we proclaim, I'm with Jesus. And that's really huge. That's huge. There's a principle here, we'll show you with the next one, that you can use every day of your life. You don't have to be water baptized every day, but the principle you can keep working. But when we get wet, we proclaim, I'm with Jesus. And this is really important. Years ago, now this would be, um, I was 26, so it would be 30 years ago, I had a mentor uh, who mentored me when I was in Bible school. He came up to our church to preach. And he had three boys, and they were junior high age. And um, he was in town, and he told me, hey, my boys told me there's a Boy Scout hap ha happening. They'd love to go. I said, I'll sign them up. It was about 40, 50 minutes away. I signed them up, and uh, I told him, I'll take care of it. I'll take them up on Saturday. So just so you know the situation, George, George was black. And George was my supervisor when I was in Bible school. I went to a church, and I was part-time. I wasn't full-time, but I was the young adult pastor. And so he was my boss, and he mentored me then. And then I met Gina, and he counseled us for our marital counseling. And then we asked him if he would perform the ceremony. So we flew him to Chicago, Gina's hometown, and, and him and his wife came, and he performed our marriage ceremony. And then when I started the church, he... I had him in every year, and, and I'd call him, and he'd mentor me over and over again. So that's who George was. So uh, I took his, his, his young children. I took them up to the Boy Scout camp on Saturday, and um, I'm walking over to a table to sign up, and I'm being stared at. And I, I, I just never had been looked at like that before. And understand, this is young Joe. I'm only 26. I'm not on TV. Nobody knows who I am uh, anywhere. And I'm just walking up there, and I get to the table, and I said, I want to sign these young men up. And the man at the table looked at me, and there was another man sitting there. He said, uh, they're not allowed to be here. And, and I said, uh, why, because they're from Oklahoma? I said, that, so what? I said, they just want to come for the day. They're here from out of town. He said, we don't allow black, black children to be here. And then I, I'm not a, as controlled as I am now, and I'm not saying I'm all that controlled, but, but I lost it. And I escalated 
And I'm screaming and yelling and talking loud. And I'm like, this is America. What's wrong with you? Are you crazy? He said, sir, it's time for you to leave. It's time for you to leave. I said, I'm not going anywhere. This is wrong. And these four young kids are there as I'm losing it. And, and, uh, but all of a sudden, these four, I think it was four guys, they walk up behind them. And they're, they're big. And, uh, and I'm in shape at the time, but I'm thinking, I can't take six guys on. And then there's, there's a bunch of other ones looking at us. So I had to back down. But I gave him a piece of my mind, and I said, I'm calling the National Boy Scouts of America and talking about this. They said, you do that. But, you know, as I stood there, here's why I share the story. I was so proud to identify with those young men. I was so proud to say, I'm with these young men. And Jesus wants us to be the same way with him, that we're proud to identify with him. And you know what happens when you identify with Jesus? The Bible says there's a spirit of Antichrist. It just makes people not like Jesus. And, uh, you know, they, they can go to a Christian church, but if you start saying you love Jesus, it upsets a lot of people, and uh, they begin to persecute you. And, and that's what this is about. When we get wet, we proclaim, I'm with Jesus. And sometimes some persecution comes, but it's amazing what it does for your walk when you step out and you say, I'm with him. So I got to looking, I had some ideas, and I did all this research for this lesson, and uh, I found these different tribes, uh, some in the South Pacific Islands, some in the Amazons, and they have these crazy rituals, and I only have time to share one with you. They're crazy, and they do these things to proclaim, I'm a man, <laughs> and I'm now one of the men in the tribe, and I got to thinking, wow, if they can do that, how, why can't we just go public for Jesus, not just with water baptism, but be a public with, with our faith. So one of them was so fascinating to me. I, I, it's a video clip. I just want you to watch it, and then I want to come, and I want to bounce some thoughts off of this video. So in, enjoy this. For some of you, you know, you may wish I didn't show it. Let's watch it. In the remote Amazonian village of Inhubei, the moan of the horns means a grueling initiation is about to begin. Several times a year, the Saturday Maui Indians hold a painful 11-hour ritual in which boys as young as 12 must stick their hands into a pair of specially made gloves, each one infested with a swarm of angry, stinging jungle carnivores, giant tropical bullet ants. No initiate can be considered a true Indian, a warrior, until he has worn the gloves not just once, but 20 times. This afternoon, Ted Beltrow will wear the ant gloves for the first time, with 19 more to come. People say that I don't have the courage to do it. I have, and I will do it. The men face the prospect of getting stung even before the ritual starts, when they head off to capture the ants. A stab from this predator's abdominal spear is 30 times worse than a bee sting. The tribe's medicine man drugs the ants by soaking them in an herbal solution. But their stupor will only last long enough for them to be thrust one by one, stinger first, into the gloves. According to the Sature Mare legend, these menaces provide the perfect test of one's worthiness to take on adult roles. In less than an hour, the ants are awake. Trapped in the woven mitt, 
they writhe in angry desperation. They're ready to be inserted into the ceremonial gloves. One by one, each young man steps up to the sacred pole and submits his hands to the swarm. Their agony is unmistakable. To help distract them, the medicine man leads them in a dance around the pole. To be seen as a true tribal warrior, each must endure the ant's punishment for more than 10 minutes. With each sting, the bullet ant's neurotoxic venom attacks the nerves, causing paralysis and terrible pain. And this is only the beginning. Once the gloves are off, the stinging and burning will only grow more excruciating. You know what all the ladies said? Men. What's wrong with men, right? Um, I, I saw that and I was like, first of all, blown away. I thought, 20 times they have to do that? These bullet ants don't die. They just keep biting them the whole time. Their hand's in there. And they're doing it to prove they're a man. That's why they're doing it. And I thought, wow. Wow. All Jesus is asking, aren't you glad he didn't say believe and put on the bullet ant gloves? All he's asking is that we go public and be water baptized. And then he wants us to stay public. And I just think that's an image. I want you to remember what I'm teaching today. And I thought that was a good image to help us remember. Um, when we get wet, we proclaim I'm with him. Here's, here's the second thing. When we get wet, we launch our Christian walk. And that is amazing. And that's something we can do over and over and over again. Take a look at behind me. This is the space shuttle taking off. And look at how small the space shuttle is compared. You see the big tank in the center? That's just fuel. Then you have the two side tanks. And those are the, those are the rockets, the jet propelling rockets. And it takes all that fuel to get the space shuttle out of the atmosphere. It's, it just takes lots of power. But what's amazing is once it breaks through our atmosphere, they hardly need any fuel at all, and it just takes little, little shots to go wherever they want because they're out of the gravitational pull uh, and, and they're just in space. So I want you to think about your Christian walk. Can we all agree that that launch is loud? I mean, it's really loud. You can hear it for miles and miles when they launch any kind of missile, any kind of rocket into space. And that's what Jesus is wanting us to do. He's wanting us to go public. And in Bible days, do you know that they were water baptized right in the public squares? And their friends saw, their relatives saw, uh, their co-workers saw. I mean, it just happened right there in the square. And I think that's amazing. But there's something about it being loud. But I like this. When, when that rocket launches, it, it changes the atmosphere and it takes it into another atmosphere. And when you go public, when you get wet, it brings you into a different atmosphere. And, and it's just so much easier to walk and live for Jesus. And that's another reason we want to be water baptized. When we get wet, we launch our Christian walk. And I got to thinking about this. Um, it's something I learned when I first accepted Christ. It's a principle that you don't have to be water baptized over and over again, but it releases the grace of God into our lives. And I want to I tell you what happened in my life and just share with you some things that I do. I can't do it anymore because I'm Pastor Joe and everybody already knows I'm a Christian. So um, I can't go anywhere where I'm not with somebody that doesn't know who I am. So when I first accepted Christ, 
the man that was instrumental in leading me to the Lord, his name was Lou. He worked with me three months, and I'm not going to take all your, the time to tell that story. But he called me one day after three months and said, turn the TV on, and I did. And I watched this one-hour Christian show. And it really, I mean, God, God grabbed me. Uh, the grace of God grabbed me, and I knelt down and I accepted Jesus at the end of that show. And I called Lou, and I was so excited. I said, guess what? I accepted Jesus. I said, I feel different. Something happened inside me. And he's happy and rejoicing with me. But then he said this, you're going to have to get water baptized right away. And I said, no, I don't want to be water baptized. Um, I said, I was water baptized a baby. And he said, no, you're going to have to do it. We'll talk about it later. I'll show you scriptures. But then he said, you have to tell the first person you see that you're a Christian, and you just accepted Jesus. And I said, Lou, I don't want to do that. He said, no. He said, you have to. I said, no. He said, you have to. And so finally I said, all right, I, I will, I will. He said, Jesus wants you to. And I'm like, I'm like, God, I don't want to do this. And, you know, I, I had the gym and I was working at the gym we owned and nobody was up there while I watched the video. But then I heard guys walking in and I hear the first guy coming around the corner. He's going to come sign up. And I had the worst butterflies. I'm telling you, my stomach was sick. And and, and I just said, God, I can't do this. And that, that's how it is with God. If you just say, all right, I'll do it, the grace of God comes on you. And it's funny, this guy walked around the corner, and I was so glad uh, that it was a nice guy, I thought, because I thought one of the guys that helped me make fun of Lou would walk around there. But, but it was this nice guy, and I said, hey, guess what? I accepted Jesus as my Savior just right now. And he looked at me, he said, praise the Lord, Joe, I'm a Christian too. And I'm like, whoa, this was easy. And then... Every other guy I talked to after that didn't say, praise the Lord. Uh, they said a bunch of other things. But I notice every time I do that, I'm always nervous before I do. So I had quite a few jobs before I was Pastor Joe, some before I went to Bible school, some during Bible school. And I just always made it a point when I started a new job. I remember the first job I had after we got rid of the gym and I'm in between, I took a, a, a grocery store job at Giant Eagle stocking shelves at night. So I'm midnight turn. And there's some characters that work midnight turn in grocery stores. And, uh, but I remember I just walked in. Lou taught me how to do this now. And I just let everybody know up front. I just said, hey, man, guys, I'm a Christian. I want to bring you to church. You got to come to church with me. And, and they didn't all respond positive. But eventually, I brought most of them to church, got a lot of them to accept Christ. But I was always nervous. But once I stepped out, it was amazing what God was able to do. And what it did, it busted me into another atmosphere. And what I mean by that, guys, is it just puts it all out on the table, and it was like I was the space shuttle up out of the gravitational pull, and it's just like my Christian walk was so much easier that way as a result of just going public. So I've done that everywhere I go, and I've watched God do incredible things as I just step forward. So uh, when we get wet, we proclaim, I'm with Him. And when we get wet, we launch our Christian walks, and I want to encourage you. Some of you are very quiet people. I'm an introvert. You probably don't know that, but everything I do up here is by the grace of God, let me tell you. I'm an introvert, and, and you can ask my wife. She'll tell you, Joe's an introvert, and yet here's what I've learned. If I just say, Jesus, I want to represent you. I want to talk to you about you. I get, these, I get these butterflies like I'm not ready to step out, but as soon as I do it, the grace of God comes on me, and I'm able to do things I never thought I could do and every one of you in this room, it will change your walk once you just begin to step out. And here's, here's number three. When we get wet, we symbolize we're one with Jesus. And this is really, really important. That's what we taught last week. And every time we get wet, we say, you know what? 
I died with him. That's what happens when we go in the water. When we come up, I'm resurrected with him. And I'm seated with him. I can walk a new life. And here's what's so cool. If you've accepted Jesus, you can live and act like Jesus because you have that in you. You've changed on the inside. And if you weren't with us last week, I taught all that last week. It's a wonderful lesson. It will change your life forever. But here's where I want to leave us. The first step after we accept Jesus is to get wet. And when you do, it changes everything. So I know I'm talking to most of you that have been water baptized. So I want, I want to encourage you to go public more wherever you're at and let God's grace come upon you and do some incredible things. But for some of you that are here that haven't been water baptized, we're doing it next week. Why not make this the week you, you just say, you know what? I'm going to identify and proclaim I'm with Jesus. I'm going to launch my Christian walk at a higher level. And I'm going to let... What, ha what the Bible says to do, I'm going to let that come to pass in my life. It will change you forever. So if you're here and you say, I want to do that, you can sign up right after church in our lobbies on the iPads. Call the church office. You can sign up online. We're going to have an incredible week next week. I have lesson three in Baptized, but it's evangelistic. So invite your family, man. Uh, it, 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 they'll love every bit of it when they come. So now we need to pray. Let's close our eyes. Let's bow our heads. Lord, I did my best to teach this incredible part of the Bible. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit who's inside every Christian. I thank you for him opening up our eyes and helping us understand. And Lord, we thank you for your grace that helps us run our race. And uh, I thank you that this week, as so many of us in this room make some steps we've never made, I, I thank you, Lord God, that we're going to launch our Christian walks into better and more awesome places than we've ever walked. We thank you for that, Jesus. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. And I, I know God's dealing with people right now that next week is your week to be water baptized. And I know God's dealing with others like he dealt with me the first time. This is your week to accept Jesus. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, listen, I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not asking you to join a religion. I'm not asking you if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult if you're a member of a Christian church, those are all great things. Here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day in your life when you made it personal with Jesus? The lights went on and you said, Jesus, I believe you're the way, the truth, and the life. And I want to follow you and be one of your disciples. If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I don't remember that day. But man, I'm ready today. I, I want Jesus to change my life. I want him to come into my life. I want him to wash my sins away. I want him to change me from the inside out. If you're here and you say, that's me, would you pray with me right now? Everyone else in the room, would you help him out? Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner who needs a Savior. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe and I accept you as my Savior. And I make a decision today to follow you. Amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here and you say, you prayed that prayer, miracles happen. God washed all your sins away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. Heaven's your future destination. I mean, it's incredible. Here's something else that's happening. The Bible teaches us that all of heaven, everybody in heaven is celebrating God himself, every being in heaven, if one person on this planet accepts Jesus. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.